I think, yeah, there's a transition. I don't know that you ever get over the transition, mm-hmm. you know, which is part of you, maybe a piece of you yeah. that just doesn't ever go. You're listening to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, a podcast where I have conversations with inspirational people. My name is Chris, but my family calls me Christoph. My goal is to have as many conversations as possible with people who have forged their own path by pursuing their dreams, making them a reality, all the while emitting positivity and sharing this knowledge with others. I seek these people out and share this information with you, proving to the world that you can do what makes you happy and do what you want for a living while being a good human being. We'll talk about careers, but we'll also cover any story that inspires. Let's do this while helping each other. Thanks for listening. I'm happy you're here. Hey friends, what's going on? Welcome to the Christoph Lewis Podcast, Create Your Career. This is conversation number 134, total episodes number 224. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I know that you'll find value in this episode. It's really fun and again, unique. It's the first time I've had somebody that is doing this on the podcast, which is really cool to me in 134 guests. My guest is Evan Smith. He's a U.S. Army veteran, and he is utilizing something special to him to not only help himself, but to help other people. So that is what we talk about. That is what I encourage all the time on this podcast, and he is doing it so awesomely. He was medically retired from the Army. He was in a really bad car accident after he was medically retired. So he's had a lot of terrible things, which has led to chronic pain that he just hasn't been able to get rid of, but he is finding a way to mitigate it and help other people with that as well. Remember, you can find this episode and all the other conversations and the contemplations on ChristophLewis.com forward slash podcast or on any of your favorite podcast apps. And you can find me on Instagram at ChristophLewis, or you can head back over to the website and contact me there. The best way to help this podcast out is to share it, check out any of the awesome podcasts that we have. There's over 200 episodes now and head over to iTunes and rate five stars. That really helps out. So without further ado, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the Christoph Lewis podcast, Create Your Career. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for your flexibility. I was saying I had to cancel on you last minute last week, and you were totally understanding that is parenting through and through. So I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Yeah, that absolutely <laughs> happened. So it was completely understood there. <laughs> yeah, man. And we've been talking for a while, but um, I always look forward to these podcasts. I always look forward to the guests because they're so unique and they bring uh, such a such a, I mean, I don't want to say uniqueness about them again, but that's really what it is. And it gets me so excited because what I'm trying to do here is introduce people from all types of different backgrounds that have a common theme of they're trying to better themselves and they're also helping other people while they're trying to, they're bettering themselves. So I'd love to get into more of that. But before we do that, I'd love for you to be able to introduce yourself. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, my name is Evan, big outdoorsman. Uh, I've got a, got a wonderful family, uh, wife of uh, 10 years. We've been together for about 12 um, and uh, got married pretty early, but uh, that actually worked out well. We've got two <laughs> little boys. Uh, Redman is uh, six and Everest is uh, three and a half. Um, and so we, we are an outdoors family. Uh, love being outside. Love, love sharing this with my sons and my family. Uh, my wife has always been out either in the deer stand with me, chasing me around to hunt with camera. <laughs> Uh, having fun that way, um, you know, got uh, got a good federal job. Um, I actually get kind of something different. I feel like a lot of my friends and, and you know, people that are into the outdoor mm-hmm. ag- agencies and into the outdoor world, they don't normally, they kind of have to go do their nine to five and then they ha- they get a transition to go outside after that. And uh, I work for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Okay. And so 
with that, I'm actually a district conservationist. So I get to run around uh, during the daytime too and go to conservation work. So um, it's really nice, really fun. Um, you know, and then I've got my military career. Um, I got retired out medically, um, several things with that. But, you know, that's yeah. kind of where probably a lot of my chronic pain started and kind of got me down some of these roads sure. that I've gone down. Um, you know, kind of probably some of the reasons why I do what I do now, mm -hmm. but, um, a lot of things going on, a lot of irons in the fire, but, uh, usually how I try. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I appreciate you doing that, introducing yourself. And I actually kind of want to get into it as well a little bit later. We'll see if we have time, but I want to talk about how you've been able to have a relationship for 12 years and work with your family through everything that you've endured. I think that's something very healthy to talk about regardless of how people handle it. And obviously you all handle it differently. And then the fact that you're medically retired and I just want people to key down already, hone down already that what I said kind of in, in the introduction is to highlight people that are both helping themselves and other people. And that is the epitome of what Evan is doing here. And one of the reasons I was so excited to speak with him because not only were you medically retired and then you, you know, you had mentioned about some of the, the car accident you had been in, these things that yeah. you had been in. And, and when we spoke, and then I heard you talk about that stuff. It hit me really hard. So I'd love to get into that. When you re retired from the military and you started doing what you did now, was there like a shift in mentality or behaviors or were you always this individual that had the current mindset that you have now? I have always been, um, you know, if we had a group of people and a group of friends, uh, I think most people in the military will probably say, hey, I was the guy that was always the leader. Sure. Um, you know, took charge, grab the horns. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely always like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, even through, through sports or through school, you know, there were other people, um, you know, that were better than me or, you know, that were better leaders than I was. Um, and so it's just kind of always been those things that, you know, you're always, you've got that in you. And I think mm -hmm. you're, you, you've got it. Um, I think you can, I think maybe you can be taught a little bit, but I think you just have it. I mm -hmm. think that's just kind of one of those sure. things. Uh, and so with that, I think when some of those opportunities came, um, and I started seeing myself struggle and, and try to figure some of those things out, um, you know, we, we definitely have our 22 a day that, that seems to be, you know, those guys are strong as hell. There's no doubt about that. Um, so to say that, you know, they're weak minded or anything, that's not the case. But mm -hmm. for me, you know, after I got hurt, um, you know, my stuff was, was stateside, um, you know, one, one knee surgery, two hip surgeries. And it just never, that, that mm -hmm. process took so long, uh, on the military side of the paperwork that it took so long that those injuries kind of stay now forever. They, oh, they wow. just did not get the way they should have. They didn't mm -hmm. get the attention, um, from medical that they should have at that time. So, you know, that kind of, kind of started me with a little snatch there, um, kind of, kind of caught me back. But then mm -hmm. when it came down to the next step, so I, I then retired, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, you were kind of saying, what was that transition like? And really, yeah. That was weird. Um, hmm. The day that you no longer uh, can go throw on your uniform and be in rigs, it's like that's that's yeah. very uncomfortable. You know, first Veterans Day comes around and your nieces and nephews are like, "Hey, you come to my school?" And you're like, "Well, you know, I, I guess I have the big V now. I'm the veteran. I'm not uh, not active." You know, and I think uh, you know probably still I have issues with it because it made the other uh, the other day. You know, we were sitting here and had some bombs go off, uh, overseas. And I was talking to some buddies and it's like, man, I, my adrenaline is just, I, I need to go, you know, mm -hmm. we need to go help mm -hmm. these guys. I need to be there. So I think, yeah, there's a transition. I don't know that you ever get over the transition, mm -hmm. you know, it's just part of you, maybe a piece of you yeah. that just doesn't ever go. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I don't think, or maybe people 
and I want to preface everything I'm about to say that everybody deals with it differently, but I don't think you have to be, like you said, completely over it to be able to quote unquote successfully transition. What is a successful transition? Is it merely a job or is it your mindset? Or I, I would believe again that it's a holistic approach of, you know, can you take care of yourself and your family, but can you also do that? mentally can you take care of yourself because if you transition even though you have a job but you're not really out of it because like you said the first time you're not wearing a uniform it's really weird you're still trying to like figure out what the hell is going on and if you don't have it right in your head then like how the hell are you going to be able to be able to support your family for the support that they need reciprocated to them so it's this weird place and i remember the first day i showed up to my first job post-military i thought i was ready but I was not ready. I was not ready. Yeah. I was ready until I stepped in the door. And then I was like, this is too weird for me. So I totally get that. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. I also understand the chronic pain. The repeat listeners know I've been dealing with this neck slash back injury for coming up on five years right now. And I'm like twitching as I'm talking, just dealing know, de- dealing with the pain. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's really difficult to do that. I mean, how how have you found peace? And like you said, because I would agree that I think, I mean, it's still not diagnosed. I've seen specialists in and out of the military, and I feel as if maybe it could have uh, been a little bit lessened had it been treated earlier. I mean, how have you dealt with your own physical pain? And then on top of that, the mental just, you get run down, man. You're really run down. So how have you best dealt with all of that? that that's been kind of my new chapter in life. Uh, so, you know, all the, the left knee, the left hip, that messed with my back, my lower back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so post-military, retired, and all of a sudden, uh, my wife and I are in our little gas saver car. We have my oldest son, who was then four months old, in the back of the car. And a nice gentleman decided to run a red light in a three-quarter ton commercial van and like, smoke us. Um, so since that day, um, you know, my wife had some injuries. Um, my son, thank God, was he was he was fine. Um, you know, he was a little fluid baby, and, and he was good. Um so I took the brunt of the actual force. Um, and so left shoulder, uh, had to have surgery to have it actually put back in place. Um, I looked kind of like I was, I was running forward all the time. Um, and, and I actually, I had a neck surgery, uh, neck fusion. And then I just had a second fusion here just over a month ago. Oh, wow. Um, and that was another, uh, I said fusion, but I had a disc replacement. Um, you can't see cause my, my man beard, uh, oh, but, no, but I, there's, uh, yeah. No, we, I can definitely so, see if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see this, or if you're not watching on YouTube, you can see this pretty good yeah. gash. It's like one or two inches on the bottom of his neck. I'm, if I get a five, five, six round tattooed right there, like it would be a 3d good looking tattoo. So, <laughs> we'll do it. so since then, you know, I have been, um, literally in a doctor every week, if not, you mm-hmm. know, two, three times a week since then. Um, if I was not federal, I guarantee I'd have been fired 10 times by now. Wow. Um, you know, the, the good things that have been afforded to me that way with, with the leave has been unreal. But so that part of my life has completely changed. I, every single day deal with chronic pain. Uh, I have fibromyalgia, I have rheumatoid arthritis, um, you know, and then everything, I mean, from my neck to the top of my head down, it hurts. And so uh, the only way that I have found to deal with that, I mean, there's, there's several ways clearly that, you know, you can try to do your own thing, but being outdoors, um, going out and, and getting away from the other stuff. Um, the ringing in your ears never really stops. That kind of follows you along uh, everywhere you go. But, you know, one of the things is, is just being outdoors gets me to calm down, um, slows me down, gets my head to kind of relax. 
Um, you know, and, and you just don't realize how much fresh air does for your endorphins. You know, yeah. they, they tell you to go work out for five minutes and, and you'll feel better. And it's like, <laughs> okay, you know, we all remember what we, what we felt like when we were done with, you know, an extreme physical activity. And, and, and really when you're out there, you know, today we went down, we had a chance, we had a chance to go out to a lake and just literally stand there and just kind of walk around for a little bit and some fresh yeah. air. And so that has changed things for me to being, um, what I have to do to keep myself sane. Um, I will go out and I will bust my butt for an entire day and I'll literally be in bed for a week, you know, and, and that's what sure. most people see is those awesome days when I'm out taking, you know, good pictures and having fun <laughs> and hunting with my hunting dogs or taking somebody hunting. They see that and think that that's what I'm all about. And it's like, listen, like I love doing those things, but that is what feeds me for those other six days of the week that yeah. I'm in bed. Yeah, man. Um, you know, those are challenges, but that, that's one of those things that getting my kids into the outdoors and, you know, taking my wife out and enjoying a hike together. Um, those are the things that are worth it to me. You know, mm -hmm. that that's worth me being back in bed for a while. Yeah, that's so. crazy. I'm glad that you shared that. I tried to do that with my own life through this podcast since I've obviously done so many of them and I enjoy uh, sharing my life a little bit and it's therapeutic in its own way. But the sense that, or the fact that you shared that, you know, it may appear like this, but in reality, I am doing that. However, <laughs> I'm on my butt yeah. for the rest of the week because of that. But the simple fact of going out there, being able to live your life is obviously worth it. Being able to take your wife, being able to take your kids and your dogs, just your entire family out there is worth it. And yeah. I, again, I'm thinking to myself, and I would always encourage anyone listening to think to yourselves for your own life as you're listening to these wells. Don't like really take them just for entertainment value, even though they are really interesting. But for example, yep. like for myself, I'm listening to Evan talk and I'm like, um, wow, I don't get out nearly enough. You know, you, you see my podcast office right now here on YouTube. This is where I work. I work at home. Yep. I spend 14 hours in here at least a day, you know, between the podcast and work. And I just don't get out enough. I don't just, I don't go run. I should be going to run with my dog or my wife or my, or something, but I'm not. So I would encourage you listening. Are, are you doing that? Because it helps when you're dealing with, uh, something physical, something mental, like he said, and you listed off a few things, which was really good. You know, obviously the physical ailments, it helps to get outside and it's almost like a distraction, but I do think mm -hmm. like exercising your body does help with that, but mentally as well, getting out. So I think there's a lot of good takeaways from there, but to be conscious of it and to weigh the pros and cons of this is what I'm going to do, even though I might be on my butt for a few days, but overall it's good for me and it's good for my family. I like that a lot. I think once you get to that point with, you know, and you've been dealing with your neck pain for five years. And once you get to that point of, you know, this isn't three months of recovery. Once you start understanding chronic pain and it, it's a totally different deal, uh, you know, it, it messes with you mentally. There's no doubt about it. The, yeah. It just pulls you down. Um, and I don't care if I spend 24 hours in bed or if I spend, you know, 12 hours inside and, and two hours outside and finish the rest of the day on the couch. I hurt. So you can lay on your ass on bed, you know, and, and decide that, okay, I hurt too bad to get up. Okay. You kind of made that choice. You know, I, I'm going to hurt whether I get up or I lay here. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, the longer you lay in bed, usually it doesn't, it doesn't go the other way. You don't normally feel better the longer you spend in bed. Um, mm -hmm. and that's coming from a guy that spends a lot of time in bed, you know, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, get up, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of pull yourself up. Um, you gotta get back out there and, and, Man, there's days that I literally can't get up, and I would much rather be so tired and hurting because I chose to do something I enjoyed than to hurt because my body just wants to hurt every day. Mm -hmm. So I get to be in control at that point, and I get to make myself hurt. You know, that's fine. Shoot, if I go out there and bust my butt and I make myself hurt, that's fine.
But if I'm going to lay around because my body wants to hurt all the time and I can't do anything, I'm not in control anymore. And I don't like that. That's that's a great point. I love that being able to take control of it, uh, not succumb to the chronic pain or whatever it is. I think we find that we do have more control than we think. Sometimes I think, especially with chronic pain, again, I'm only speaking for myself, but I th- I just come to be used to it. I just it is what it is, and I feel like there's almost no use in fighting it. And I have been weak to that. I really have. And I think, again, regardless of the physicality aspect or the mental aspect of it, whatever we're fighting in our lives, whatever it is, sometimes if we've been fighting it for a long time, we almost want to give up and we think that we can't do it. But you're saying, obviously, to to keep on going, be in control because you are in control and you can still make decisions. So I think that's phenomenal. And what I even more love about you and what you're doing is that what I one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, which is how you're helping other people through everything what we just talked about. So Evan talked about the chronic pain, getting out of the military, the car accident, which as a new father, like I told you, that hits me even that's Hair, like yeah. absolutely terrifying. I can't, I can't imagine getting in a car accident with my four year old or four month old. Jeez, and then all of the things getting outside as well. So all these things that we've talked about, you've been able to consolidate all of these things and been able to help people through the mental aspect, which we've talked about, and the physical aspect, which you talked about. So I'd love for you to explain to us what you're doing, but also how you got into that as well. So I, I just love the outdoors, and I mean that's that's been with me since I was a kid. Um, you know, I actually did not grow up hunting as a, as a young kid. Um, and, but we did camp, we did hike, we did fish. Um, and then once I got into hunting, my uncle actually introduced me to it, uh, when I was about 12 and literally have not stopped since. Um, and so with that, you know, luckily that was kind of the situation. My wife knew what she was getting into when she married me. Hey, he's a hunter. He's gone. You're, <laughs> you're a all widow because he's in the woods. Um, and then when things turned and I got hurt, um, you know, I just, I was needing to get out so much worse. And I, that was the way that through all of my struggles as a kid and, and, you know, the different things that everybody goes through in life, um, I found the outdoors. And when my pain hit, it was like, that was my only release. That, mm-hmm. that was what I got to enjoy. And I was, I had just started taking people out. I had started getting into a little bit talking with some online communities, you know, and, and I got to the point where I was struggling so much that I was just like, Facebook and Instagram, it was like Googling, you know, support groups and who else is going through this pain and what in the world, because you can go to 20 doctors and you're going to feel like nobody's listening. And then yeah. you finally find one and you got to have a community that's going to support you to kind of get you in there. So I found that I had a tool and I started getting into that. Uh, wanted to take guys out, wanted to take veterans uh, mainly. Uh, but then when it came down to it, whether you're disabled through one version or the other, uh, it just seems that it's all wrapped in so much. And, and so I was able to run into this group. Uh, the Fallen Outdoors is a national non-for-profit. And in Indiana, we have a chapter here. Um, and luckily, a couple of years ago, I ran into a buddy there. And uh, he kind of explained what was going on. I said, well, I'm, I'm kind of you know taking guys out and I'm loving this. And um, instead of popping on the, the position to be like, okay, well, I'm going to put my name in for all these drawings and I want to go on some free stuff. I was like, dude, I have land. I have resources. Let's get these guys out. That's, that's what I want to do. And when I started doing that, I had no idea how much more it would feed me in doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, absolutely. I'm there helping these guys out. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, we're not trying to ever claim that we did something. I mean, that's how it goes, but I knew 
dude, that's fun. You know, you're getting somebody else out. They didn't have that opportunity and you know, they probably are dealing with struggle. But then when it got to the point of, then I started getting a return on top of it too. I'm like, this is insane, but yeah. you can get people out. The guys that had PTSD, people that had physical ailments, um, you know, different issues there. And all of a sudden you're putting that connection together and it's like, listen, just get out there, you know, let's go work. Let's go put in our time. Um, all of a sudden everything's silent and like, you just notice wildlife, you see a bobcat, you see some birds, you see some deer and it's like, wait a minute, I don't, I'm not thinking about my pain right now. Love um, that. And that just changes and it's, it truly is, you know, teach a man to fish, you know, kind of, kind of keeps feeding himself. You teach somebody to hunt and all of a sudden they, it's like a spider web. They just take off and from there, they're wanting to help somebody else and they learn from you and they learn to hunt or they learn to fish or they learn something else about the outdoors. Uh, and, and I really have just grabbed onto that. And, and I just don't know that there's too many other things out there that truly help the way that that has. And I, I'm talking about for myself specifically, you know, the sure. outdoors is just, it's truly been my medicine. So that's been amazing. But yeah, the falling outdoors is, is where this um, really started snowballing for me as far as helping out, you know, more people and then being part of a group that helps other people. That's been pretty amazing. Uh, you got that camaraderie that we all miss so much. And then, you know, you put that together with helping other people that need it um, and, you know, trying to teach them a couple of things as, as you get through there, as hard headed as uh, most of us are. Um, usually yeah. when you are in that situation, you learn a little bit, listen a little bit. So that's been fun. Yeah, I love that. I really do. How cool is that? There's there's so many things here that I try to highlight that are all wrapped up in the one. It goes back again to the beginning of the conversation, helping yourself while you're helping other people to think about, yeah. like I was just cracking a smile because thinking about doing those type of things and then the way you described it to us about your pain dissipating in the moment and you're just in, engulfed in the now. And it's funny because I think I'm more attuned to this because I'm reading The Power of Now right now. Uh, for my book a week challenge. And it's just, I'm really focused on being in the now. And I believe that when you are doing what you described to us, you're out in nature, you're with other people and you're working through these things. And I'm not a hunter. I've never hunted, but I can imagine with my limited knowledge that when you're out there, you're quiet, you're, you're all, you know, dressed up or kitted up or whatever it's i don't think it's called kid it up anymore but you're out there and and you know you're just um you're out there in the wilderness you're with everybody else my point is and you're just quiet you're trying to be quiet and i think just when you i've i grew up in colorado at you know 8500 9000 feet plenty of hikes all the time as a kid by myself and just being out in the depths of the the woods by yourself is there's nothing like it and you forget that you just walked from a town or a city or something like that so I can definitely see how that contributes to that. I absolutely encourage people to do what you're doing in their own thing. So like uh, Evan highlighted that, hey, this is what works for me, right? So that's a great point. We'll find out what do, what do you enjoy? Does it, and do more of it. Does it help you? Does it help you live more in the now? Does it help you kind of forget what you're, the pain you're going through, whether again, it be the physical part or the mental part of it uh, even further? Can you help somebody do that as well? Can you teach them? And then going even further, you said it was a spider web. So essentially this domino effect of you teaching one person, that person being able to teach that other person because they're seeing how it affects them. So you're getting something out of doing that to teach them. They get something by learning and understanding like, holy crap, this is awesome. And then they just keep on paying it forward and paying it forward. And I really love how that system works. 
And the thing is, is it does work. You're able to help yourself while you're helping other people. And it's just, it quite literally is the gift that keeps on giving. So what you're doing is a very important thing to both yourself and these other people. And I even know, as we've touched on your family a little bit, it's important to your family as well, because you have to be able to take care of yourself to be able to properly take care of your family and give them what they need as well. So to be able to incorporate what you're doing, because like you said, go out with your family, but also go out with these guys and give back to the community. is really special, man. Really is. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, it's like I said, it's not, it's definitely not about that as much, you know, for me, as much as it is just to get these guys out yeah. and a break. Yeah. You know, and, and once you see, you know, once you get that mental break, it's just like all of a sudden the, the training wheels fall off and you just realize yeah. you're just, you're ready. I agree. I agree. I, like I said, I don't get out as much anymore, especially cause I'm so engulfed in doing this podcast, but I will give myself up as an example of this is kind of like my hunting, right? So in my way of helping myself and helping other people, I have can't tell you how many times I've come into a podcast not wanting to record because I was in a bad mood because of something was really affecting me and I just didn't think I would give my guest a good interview because I wasn't in it. However, I did it anyway and I felt so much better afterwards and so I would continue to just press people to to do it regardless of if you don't feel great you don't have to be like we've said completely healed to be able to to help yourself and have these conversations and it does help quite a bit and the fact that you're doing that on such a wide scale is is really fun so how often are you doing that um we normally um each member uh of the of the team will normally put on a good couple hunts every year and so that's usually you know, a couple people, um, the bird hunts, I can get guys out. I can get a lot more people at once. Uh, you know, deer hunting is one person usually at a time. Um, but you know, one of my friends, I I say friend, um, but you know, one of the people that I took out to to help get a deer, you know, that was like four weekends. So, you know, that was a lot of time together. So it's not necessarily, you know, a good couple hunts, but, um, do that. And and between all the members, um, you know, we've got fishing trips and we've got hunting trips and, but you don't have to go out and take something, you know, you were talking about yourself, you know, never really hunted or or anything, but it doesn't matter. It's it's that same thing as, you know, like when you're out there in Colorado climbing the mountains, you know, I was one of my favorite hunts I've ever had and I didn't get an elk, but it was still one of my, yeah. And it has the endorphins and the excitement and the adrenaline uh, to take, you know, something that you can provide to your family. You can feed yourself, you know, how to to do those skills. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and there's some excitement yeah. to that. I won't say there's not, but it's that, <laughs> you know, you're getting out, you're getting fresh air and you're climbing. Yeah. And, uh, that, that all you get, you get back for sure. Yeah. So. It's, it's really cool and special to be able to have a thing in your life that is able to provide to other aspects of your life, not just in the sense of meat, like we're talking about, <laughs> but something that makes you feel better is able to, it contributes to each other. Like I actually recorded a podcast episode about it last Friday. Uh, Well, when this comes out, it'll have been a couple weeks ago on my three priorities in life. So how how to able to identify your priorities. And my priorities all help each other out too. So you're able to help other people, which helps you out by helping you out. You know, we've already talked about this. It helps out your family and it just, they all are related a little bit. So it's really cool to see that you've really done that for yourself. I did want to hop over to, I, I had it from Instagram, so I screenshotted it. Like you guys know, um, doing a new segment where we put out, or I put out like a sticker 24 hours in advance to ask questions to the guests. So we had some, uh, these were from last Thursday when we were supposed to record now recording the Monday after, since you guys are listening in the past, I have a couple questions here. We don't have a ton of time. So 
I am going to just ask one of them. And I think one of them said, what motivates you? I feel like we have covered uh, a fair amount of what that would be, but just thank you for that question. I appreciate it. That's actually from another guest. So thank you. Um, so let's go and I'll let you pick. <laughs> it says, uh, the first question is where is one place he would like to hunt? And the second question says, in his opinion, what is the most difficult part of hunting? So, so take, me, take your pick or both. Yeah. <laughs> so quickly because we don't have time, but those actually go together for me. Okay. Um, perfect. Believe so when you have chronic pain and you've got to figure out what can my body do versus not do, yeah. and, uh, you know, we, we didn't get too far into it, but with the Colorado hunt, I was hunting elk and that was one of my favorite hunts. Um, it was, it was a lot like the military. You push your body so hard. Um, it was much harder for me, I'll say, than, than <laughs> boot camp. Um, honestly, I want to go up into Canada. Uh, I want to go okay. up into the true wilderness. I don't want to be, I don't want to go out and, and be able to drive somewhere. I want a bush plane, drop me off. And I want to go set in the wilderness and have camp on a moose hunt. That is probably my biggest dream uh, wow. as far as hunting goes. Um, I want an elk, no doubt, but I think an elk is more realistic. Um, you know, I can drive out to Colorado. We can do that. And that's sure. going to happen. Nice. But as far as that goes, but the challenge is then what, what's the worst challenge? And that's the physical side of it for me now, mm. um, because those miles and miles and miles you put on and you've got your pack that just, I mean, you've got every piece of equipment you've got to have for survival. And if you get the animal, then you've got to pack it back and how <laughs> many miles back and that's you know, nuts. How much meter? Yeah, that's uh, a lot. You know, <laughs> pretty much cutting up a school bus if you get a moose and, and carrying it back on your back. That's what you're doing. So um, those are probably to me. That's the biggest challenge is the physical side. But it's if you're hunting in a tree stand, the physical side is not. Uh, that, that's not the physical side. Sure. Um, and I do a lot of tree stand hunting in Indiana. So, um, but that's to me that's that's the biggest challenge now moving forward. But yeah. I feel like I'm I'm thinking at a different level. Um, yeah versus you no know, scent control versus accuracy versus keeping yourself you know calm and cool during that moment because truly that's the biggest thing the, mm -hmm. the hardest thing for any hunter to learn is how to calm yourself down um you know if you remember you know if you, if you had to pick up your weapon and anything uh you got adrenaline going that gun is not going to stay where it's supposed to be it's kind of doing this um and when you take somebody hunting for the first time i'm pretty sure your heart comes out to here and you can see that can um so those are the, to me, that's the biggest thing to be successful in hunting is to learn how to control yourself. But uh, physically now for me, that's the biggest issue. Sure. I imagine there's a lot of other lessons that are learned from doing something like that as well. Kind of how you described it. Cause I know at least even in training, I mean, when people are just throwing things at like I've been, you know, throwing flashbangs at you or you're just running around and you're just, you're literally in a training environment and you know, you're in a training environment and that's crazy. So I imagine when you're in an actual hunt that it's absurd amongst other synonyms it's absurd and crazy and, and heart pounding when you see something in front of your reticle so um that's that's good so that was a great question you guys can see those um i'll put out 24 hours in advance a sticker on instagram stories where you can ask the guest a question i think it's really fun to be able to incorporate other people in that and in a kind of like you know it's like a fun question you know it's it's really cool and it's a lot of other things we can learn there as well before we get out of here evan uh, please tell us more about where we can contact you uh, that could be both you personally or also the fallen outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my main source, I usually run through Instagram. Um, Evan C. Smith is my Instagram. Um, you can always email me, honestly, evan.c.smith2 at gmail.com. 
Um, and that's the easiest way to get hold of me if you need something uh, through the Fallen Outdoors directly to me. Um, but then we have the Fallen Outdoors. Um, you know, check out that website. We've got, um, if you're on uh, Facebook, we also have, that's where most of the hunts and the stories actually go down. So uh, <laughs> Facebook is probably the best way as well on that. Easy day. You guys will be able to see all of that stuff in the show notes, whether you're on YouTube or you're checking it out on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere this podcast is coming through your ears. You'll be able to find that stuff. Find Evan, find the Fallen Outdoors. So thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your night. See you later. As well.